The Lord be with you. And your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. Chapter 1, verses 39 to 56. Mary set out and went in haste as she could to a town in the hill country of Judah. She went into the house of Zachariah and greeted Elizabeth. Now, as soon as Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She gave a loud cry and said, Of all women, you are the most blessed, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why should I be honored with a visit from the mother of my Lord? From the moment your greeting reached my ears, the child in my womb left for joy. Yes, blessed is she who believed that the promise made to her by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary exclaimed, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit exults in God my Saviour, because he has looked upon his lowly handmaid. Yes, from this day forward, all generations shall call me blessed. For the Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name, and his mercy reaches from age to age for those who fear him. He has shown the power of his arm, and he has routed the proud of heart. He has pulled down princes from their thrones and exalted the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good things, the rich sent empty away. He has come to the help of Israel, his servant, mindful of his mercy. According to the promise he made to our ancestors of his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then went back home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear friends, once again wish you all the twin feast that we celebrate today, the 75th Independence Day of our nation and the bodily assumption of our Blessed Mother. I'm sure all of us have seen the great work of Michelangelo, the Pieta, with Jesus taken down from the cross in the lap of our Blessed Mother. It is said that Michelangelo was once asked, the mother holding such a big son, and the face of that mother looks so young and beautiful. How is it? And Michelangelo had a wonderful answer. He said, that beauty is because she is sinless from within. And God gave her an inner beauty that always kept her soul. And that's beauty because she is mother of God. Dear friends, the feast that we celebrate, the bodily assumption of our Blessed Mother, is a belief, a teaching, and a dogma that is promulgated by the Church. Now, if you look into the scripture, where is it given? You will not find any direct reference, neither the readings that we read today, none of them is speaking about directly about bodily assumption of our Blessed Mother. It was in 1950 that Pope Pius XII promulgated on the 1st of November this dogma. 
I will just read the dogma. It is interesting to know. The Immaculate Virgin preserved from all stain of original sin when the course of her earthly life was over, was taken up body and soul into the heavenly glory and exalted by the Lord as a queen over all things so that she might be more fully conformed to her son, the Lord of Lords, the conqueror of sin and death. And that is the dogma taken. Now, is this dogma just based one fine morning the Holy Father feels and defines? No, it is based on the belief that was already there. We know from the third century onwards, there was a practice called the Domitian of our Blessed Mother. I mean, Mary slept and went up and also from the teachings of the early fathers and there are scriptural indications on it. And this is the final line that Catechism of the Catholic Church has got. It sums up the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary is the singular participation in her son's resurrection and an anticipation of the resurrection of all Christians, all believers. Difference, the two aspects. One is that she is participating in Christ, her son's resurrection. I think it is John Chrysostom who said, this was God's return to our Blessed Mother. Mary conceived her, she kept obedient to the Lord, sinless, immaculate, and heaven had to reward her, that final reward that all of us await, the bodily resurrection that all of us, and that is the, the, uh, the culmination of it. And we believe we too will taste this. So if you want to make scripture, why this immaculate conception, there are certain reasons which we can find also scriptural in a way reference. One is her immaculate conception. That is another belief that we hold, that she was conceived she, Mary, without the stain of original sin, the feast of immaculate conception. So this is the effect, the bodily assumption is the effect of her immaculate conception. She is the mother of God. So she shares also in the nature, in body and soul, not in Godhead, but in the reward that heaven rewards her. And her perpetual virginity preserved before and after birth of Jesus is the result of the bodily assumption. And finally, she participates in the redemptive work as the Lord came down and used Mary. And Mary stands here participating and showing the fullness of redemption in the final bodily resurrection that we await. Different, this may look a little too theological. So what is the implication of today's feast? Scripturally, if you look, the readings, the first reading that we heard is from the book of Revelation, speaks about the Ark of the Covenant. We have made a study, another fee, another day, about how the Ark of the Covenant and the visitation is same. We know the Ark of the Covenant was God's presence in the Old Testament. And when the Ark of the Covenant was taken out in exile, or when Jeremiah hid it, and no one knows where it is, the the glory cloud disappeared from the temple. So when Jesus came, there was no Ark of the Covenant in the temple of Jerusalem. But now they all longed for the Ark of the Covenant. John speaks about, I saw, you know, the vision of 
chapter 11, if you read a few words ahead of what we read today, the reading, is John seeing the Ark of the Covenant. And what is that? Ark of the Covenant is theologically compared to Mary, who carried God, the Divine Son, and she is the Ark of the Covenant. And that is, if that was a human body that contained sinless, kept sinless to have God, and that was the best reward of God to her, to assume her to heaven, so that she takes part fully in the final destiny that all of us await. What is the call of this feast to each of us? It is said that love pulls. I'm sure whatever I love will pull me. If I love a person, person will pull me. If I love things, that will pull me. Let's say money, it will pull me. And if I love God, it will pull me all the more. And assumption is nothing but, but this pull of God. Mary loved God so much and finally God pulled her up to heaven. Dear friends, it's good to look into our own lives. What does pull us? People, things or ideas? A feast that we celebrate today, we can connect it to this. What is freedom? Very often to many of us, freedom is, I'm sure, from things. Of course, it matters, external freedom. I'm sure I cannot speak if I'm in chains. There is, but there is something deeper, what is called freedom from within. We know there are many who are in prisons, but still feel a freedom from within. So very often freedom is tied to things. But what is slavery? Slavery deeper is when there is no freedom from within. And that is when I am tied maybe to a thing, maybe to a person, or maybe certain times ideas. And what can give us true freedom is liberty, that is freedom for and God alone. And that is what we find these two feasts together. Mary, who assumed into heaven, she experienced this true freedom. Difference when we look into our lives, I'm sure there are many things that keep us chained. Maybe people in our lives who have entered, who makes us sometimes chained. Maybe there are things that we are addicted to, attracted to, that takes away our freedom. Or there could be things. It's good that we look into. And what can truly give us freedom? As in the book of Gospel of John chapter 8, the Lord tells us, if you will abide in my word, you will truly be my disciples and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So if you break down what Jesus says, this is something that all of us can practice and truly experience freedom. I'm sure look deep within, all of us feel if I could be a little more free from within and experience truly the true joy that God gives. Abide in God's word. Be his disciples, you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Dear friends, as we celebrate this feast, Mary remains, stands before us as a model of this freedom. And we want to truly be his disciples so that we experience this true freedom from within. And let's look deep within. What is that which I need to give up? Things, person, or ideas that I can commit to my life and can be pulled a little more by God. Also, this Feast of the Assumption reminds us about the theology of body. 
my body is sacred my body is holy matter is not all evil it is sanctified and it is glorified that is the purpose of the resurrection and that is what we will await which means i need to respect this body of mine i need to respect this body of another and honor it not pamper it extra but honor it because that is a temple of the lord maybe when i am addicted to habits addicted to things that spoil my own body physically violate it and by sin all the more i do not keep it as a temple of the lord dear friends may this feast open our hearts minds to freedom and may we be pulled by the lord by his love so that he alone matters and he alone makes us truly free from within may we abide in him may we become his disciples may his word set us free and may we experience truth from within we ask pray for this grace we remember our nation in a very special way and we pray that all of us may truly experience true freedom divine freedom from within